Be the right club. Be the right club today. Yeah. I mean, that's better than most. How about him? That is better than most. Better than most. Expect anything different. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the No Laying Up podcast, the No Laying Up live show presented by our friends at high noon. My name is DJ coming to you live from Luke Air Force Base, where we're expecting another flyover any minute from our friends uh, at the Blue Angels. Uh, we are also joined by my associates, my friends, Randy. Randy, how are you? I'm good. Thank you. Excited to be back. I think I think flying with a Blue Angel would be among the coolest things anybody could ever do. I Something agree on that. my bucket list. I agree with that. I'm worried I would pass out. Uh, For sure. Also joined by our uh, lead pr- uh, president and CFO of the uh, Tommy Fleetwood Appreciation Group, uh, Tron Carter. Tron, hello. How are you? Yeah, and the the, the uh, founder and chairman of the TC Vision Fund as well. Which uh, is getting less press these days. I, I think you're trying to lay low from that one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, no, I'm great. I'm great. You know, we kind of battled through today. Uh, also, I would just say, I don't think it needs to be a Blue Angel. I think we, we could go up in any sort of fighter jet. You know, a MiG, an F-15, <laughs> F-35, any of those, and it would be freaking cool. Honestly, even a simulator at this point. We'll, we'll take all this offline, but I, I think uh, I think we got a lot of good good things to build on there. We are, as I mentioned up front, of course, brought to you by our friends at High Noon. Summertime is here, Randy, which means the high, mm. the limited edition High Noon pool pack is back. It's got lime. It's got peach. It's got two limited edition flavors. Randy, you know the limited edition flavors? Guava and uh kiwi that's exactly wow. exactly right i grabbed a guava today you know because what? i, I was grab one i was dying for some flavor i think this leaderboard might be lacking just a little bit of flavor i know tc is going to quibble with me there but uh i needed a good punch in the face after a bit of a sleepy afternoon so i grabbed a guava uh randy you know high noon is made for days by the pool on the green even lakeside tc you guys don't have lakes down there at least not lakes you can spend any time in it's, it's, no it's we got gators big, in the lakes very, and, and that very, blue green algae yeah very reptilian but me and randy are beating up the lakes this time of the year we got lakes you know what denver does have we don't have any pools i know it's, well it's, that's true it, it's the most unpool friendly place i've ever been it's well, crazy l- luckily it's, it's a very versatile, it's a very versatile drink randy you can also drink it out on the golf course which i do uh, frequently almost almost uh unanimously almost 100 percent of the time high noon pool pack is only available this summer so get it while you can made with real vodka real juice 100 calories gluten-free no added sugar Look for it on Drizzly or wherever you get your High Noon. Uh, to find it near you, visit highnoonspirits.com. TC, let's start with you today, my man. What's uh, what's story of the day? Where are you going? Uh, other than Blandy. At and, and I'm going to re- remind you before you get to story of the day that a guy's leading by five shots. Yeah, I mean, the story of the day is, uh, you know, Brian Harmon going out and boat racing and shooting, shooting a 665. I mean... I- I think that definitely is right. I think that definitely is right. Randy, you got any, anything to quibble with there? Uh, no, no. <laughs> I, I didn't see any of it. You know, of course, watch the highlights. And I, so I would say for the, the action that I saw, we, ha- we had some guys rising. We had some guys I was hoping would rise. You know, Spieth got it up to five under, kind of came back. Um, 
but we need we need we need Brian to come back to the pack. Which we're going to talk about, I'm sure. We're going to get into how far back is too far back. We're going to get into all the all of our favorite games. But yes, yeah, starting with kind of the the state of play, we've got Brian Harmon 67-65 to start the Open Championship and build a five shot lead. He is trailed by Thomas Fleetwood at five under. Uh, clutch putt on 18 there to get into the final group tomorrow. Sepp Straka sticking it to Solly at four under after he was flamed and castigated uh, on our our last Ryder Cup segment. We've got Min Woo Lee, him Woo Lee, as you were calling him, Randy. Uh, <laughs> no, at, I, the kids are calling oh, him the that. The kids are calling him that. I'm sorry. Yeah. At minus three, we've got a Shabonker Sharma sighting at minus three. His birthday. On yeah. his birthday, no less. And our uh, guy David Ruff's birthday as well. And, that's right. Shout out to David Ruff. Uh, D man, hope you're doing well. Uh, <laughs> Jason Day at minus three, Adrian Otagwe at minus two, Emiliano Grillo at minus two, Jordan Spieth at minus two. Uh, just a mini preview of going down the leaderboard. Uh, we're gonna have a guest popping in 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 just a little bit, but let's let's kind of start with some of the you know the the moments of the day here, the the stories of the day. Let's, Randy, let let's start with Brian Harmon. What what do you feel looking at a a five shot lead from Brian Harmon after two rounds of a major championship? I feel like it's it's an unbelievable two days of play. I mean, I, what he's plus nine strokes almost shots gained putting. Um, incredible incredible result tc shared something like he hasn't missed a putt inside 10 feet yet through two rounds so all credit to him uh this does not feel sustainable at all to me i think honestly guys here's my question to you if if Harmon could sign up right now for a couple of 72s on the weekend you gotta think he would do that without second thought right i think that's right i think minus 10 is is a great score just looking at like you that would put him at minus eight. I'll put him at minus eight. I'm, oh, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Par 71. Yeah. You're right. You're right. You're right. Okay. That's an yeah, interesting. Yeah, minus eight. That's interesting. That's a little more the, interesting. There's not going to really, like, the wind isn't going to howl, I don't think. Uh, it looks like they've tempered the wind forecast for the weekend, especially for Sunday. It looks like it's going to be a little wet. Of course, maybe softer as well. So I don't know. Like, this could have been the hardest of the conditions this afternoon. I think they might have a little bit of wiggle room on setup stuff. It still looks like a yeah. ton of pins were tucked, right? There's just so many, like so many pins tucked right behind bunkers. And it's kind of one of those, like, even if it's, you know, wh whether it's firm or not, you can only get so close to, to some of these. So I think if they wanted to push that a little bit and they wanted to set it up to chase, they could maybe create some more birdies out there. But through those first two rounds, I mean, you saw it with like kind of the, you know, what we'll, we'll call the B flight, uh, taking everybody except Harmon out like that, that number didn't move forward at all today, right? Nobody, nobody really moved the ball forward. We had a, a couple minus fours, Seb Straka and Jason day had a minus three out of uh Min Woo Lee. But other than that, it's a lot of sick, you know, 69, 70, nobody, nobody really going crazy low, even with like pretty scorable conditions. My guy, Foxy, of course, That's 67 as well. Of course, after you know, kind of a Lazarus uh, moment from your guy Foxy today. Uh, you know, let me put my media hat on for a sec. Here. <laughs> What's the storyline, TC? Tell us about uh, storylines. Harmon's got 26 hours off. Yeah, that's a long time. It is. And also, I feel like Harmon would be the most like non-fitting British Open winner or Open Championship winner. 
Like, I don't, I don't think that guy likes the monarchy at all. <laughs> <laughs> You're talking just pure, like, personality-wise. Exactly, yeah. yeah. I, uh, which, I'm not which, gonna, which I kind of like. I think I'm that's not, sick. I'm not going to quibble with you there. I think maybe you could put John Daly up there in that, <laughs> in that conversation. I think maybe still takes the proverbial crown from, from Harmon there. Uh, I, I weirdly want to say, I, I think there's something kind of romantic about the way he plays the game, though. Yeah. From, a, from a British Open standpoint, like he just kind of figures out how to get it done, man. And that's where Randy, to your point on sustainability, like, do I think he's going to continue to make every single putt that he looks at? Probably not. I think the smart money would be uh, he, he might make at least one bogey on the weekend, I would think. Uh, but that said, like this is a guy that's been around for a really freaking long time. We saw him in, you know, he had the 54 hole lead at Aaron Hills. He didn't shit his pants there. I mean, he shot even par and, you know, just got beat by a really, really good round by Brooks. But I mean, this Brian Harmon's career really, I don't know, just really impresses me. Like I I'm, I know it's not sexy. I know it's not, you know, TC, you've got your media hat on. I know it's not something that <laughs> you guys are going to write a lot of stories about. The media won't cover this, but I, I think it's uh, one of those guys that like when you get your card and then you just keep it for a decade and you just kind of blend into the fabric of the PJ tour. I know that's kind of like, what all of this live stuff is about and trying to keep some of these guys from earning colossal paychecks, but it's also really freaking impressive to be able to play that high level and just be a, a pro uh, for that long. Yeah, no, it's a, it's, it kind of reminds me of Jamie Moyer's career. <laughs> that's, that's, I like, he's got another like two decades to go before, right? he, before he gets he probably there. does. He's probably going to harvest people's souls on the champions <laughs> tour. Uh, no, yeah, like he's never come close to losing his card. He's he 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 doesn't have like the distance to dominate with that club with, with his driver. It's just always been like the guy knows how to play golf, yeah, and it's been like that for as long as he's played golf. He's Do you want to really freaking how about good. how about how about this? I'm I'm and this is just breaking, and I can <laughs> confirm this now that Brian Harmon, Harmon finished tied for six last year. At the open, how about that, Randy? And, and not only like that, wealth last week at the Scottish. Well, and he and played well at Aaron that. Hills in exactly. kind of conditions. I was going to say year. last year at uh, at the open, he, if you'll remember, I didn't. He opened with a seventy three, yeah, and then went sixty eight, sixty eight, sixty six. People forget that big. So this People this is that. five straight rounds now for him in the Open Championship that are just exceptional. And and again, you know, I also finished twelfth last week at the Scottish. So the guys, guys on quite a heater, man. Uh, he had some good quotes today about uh, looking back to it would have been the Scottish Open last year. He was like thirteen over through two rounds, missed the cut by a mile, came out and shot seventy three, like you said in that first round at at St Andrews, and then just really like <laughs> I don't know what what flipped or or what he figured out, but just absolutely figured it out and hasn't really looked back. But TC, we're, you know, you and I, I feel like I've talked about this a long time uh, because you grew up in Georgia and one of my first jobs was covering college golf at golf week. And I can't really speak to his junior career, but I know even like by the time he got to college, the guy was such a freaking predator that it's just, I, I don't know, man. I think he's, he's one of those guys that like, if he was born in a different era, I think he would have been much more of a, a world beater at the professional level. I totally agree. Yeah, he, he always wore those Titleists, those like sweated out Titleist God, hats. I, he might he might have stolen that hat from me. I, I saw that photo of, and I was like, "That is that." Yeah. No, that's my hat. I don't know how he got it. 
wore a ton of polo stuff. He he was wearing the like the current version of the Footjoy stuff like 20 years before it came out. Uh it's uh, you know the uh the cap-toed shoes and all that. Uh and then and then at Georgia, he you know, he he made Ricky cry. He did. He harvested his soul I think at the uh it was the 2009 NCAAs. Uh really really good. The two two best players in college golf. First year of match play, first round of match play, they get matched up against each other. Get to 18, it's all square. Harmon, of course, I, I he he had some like very dramatic quote, you know, in the telling of the story to to Chris Hack, his coach, like I'm not ready to be done yet or something like that, and goes out and <laughs> makes birdie, sticks sticks it to Ricky. Ricky starts crying, walks off the green. It was uh, the end of his college career. So not only that, but like killer at the Walker Cup. I think he's the only guy. I I looked this stat up. He was like the fourth guy to win AJGA Player of the Year twice. And the other people on that list are like Tiger and Phil. Uh, yeah. And uh, I, I forget who the other one was. Uh, I'll track. Oh, Tracy Phillips, TC. I know oh, that was. I, know I was, was going to say that. No, I know yeah. that was on the tip of, your, yeah, man. Tip, tip of your tongue. But <laughs> yeah, he's just, I don't know, just one of those guys that like has been in my consciousness for a really, really long time. And it has never clicked in, you know, the pro game for a myriad reasons. Right. But Every now and again, man, you catch one of these majors where the conditions are right, the golf course is right, his game is firing, and he just kind of like looks like uh, he just looks like a killer. So I, I don't know, Randy. All of that's a very long-winded way of saying, like, do I do I think it's sustainable to keep playing the way he is? No, but like, do I think he's going to go shoot 80-80? Like, absolutely not. No, where, I. Where you guys I, stand on that? Yeah, I, I don't think he's going to shoot 80-80, but you just got to think he's he's going to hit some squirrely shots he's going to make some bogeys and i'm really curious to see how he responds um you know if he can make enough birdies i i guess my natural inclination was i'm not necessarily worrying about him as the tournament leader which sounds insane with a five shot lead um but he could, like I said, I, I do think if he just goes out and shoots 72-72 or 71-72 or 73-71, it's going to be really tough to beat, which is starting to get me a little nervous, guys. Totally agree. Ben, I know you flashed it up there earlier for the uh, YouTube audience, but can you put that stat up from, from PJ Tour comms again just so we can we can read this into the record for uh, – for the podcast audience this is from pj tour communications brian Harmon holds a five-stroke lead at the open championship becoming the ninth player in the last 40 years to hold a 36 hole lead of five strokes or more in a major each of the eight previous went on to win so uh i don't know randy does that does that change your mind at all i yeah i mean it's tough to argue with but you also gotta feel like it, it's going to happen at some point and sure. he's Records looking at that list broken. of names. I don't know. He's probably the least accomplished of anybody on that list. So yeah. the previous That's iterations Louis, for those Louis on the, maybe. yeah. Uh, Scheffler, you know, earlier you said like his things haven't clicked for him. I would argue like they have clicked, you know, he's won twice on tour. He's got, he's got some yellow on his Wikipedia page, uh, you know, and, and, and earned yellow, not stolen valor yellow. Um, <laughs> You know, but I think down the stretch, like I think 14 and 18 are going to play a pivotal role tomorrow as well. Like, yeah. like that, that five shot lead could evaporate 
you could have a five shot lead going into 13 or 14 and then it could be a one shot lead by the end of that a hundred percent i know it's like a an outrageous comp golf course wise but even hearing i i think in uh maybe it was the golf digest preview video, or maybe it was the podcast that he did with Solly. I don't remember, but the Martin Ebert talking about 17, almost like a sawgrass type of hole. And I think the whole finishing stretch almost has, has a little bit of sawgrass to it. Right. Yeah. Even if, if people haven't made that connection yet, it's like, man, you could have a four shot lead going into, you know, like you're saying, Tron, you have four shot lead going into 14 or 15 or 16 even. And it's, very 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 far from over we saw yeah. what matt, matt fitzpatrick did uh today on 17 we've seen what people have done on 18 all week already it's like i, I don't know i mean I, I guess it's different if you can hit five iron off that tee on 18 but uh you know you still got to get through 17 you still got to hit a lot of really good shots going through uh coming down the i think also it's just you know I, I know burkdale's got two late par fives but those aren't necessarily gettable par fives like i know you know this one is is there's two birdie slash eagle par fives down the stretch right uh and we'll get to tommy i'll take my media hat off when we get to tommy but <laughs> um you know we can talk about strategy on 18 and all that but we've got another Harmon factoid here I yeah think. can i roll one more one more factoid by you guys so i was you know of course you guys come to this podcast to listen you know get facts get stuff you're not going to get anywhere else so of course i went to pjtour.com uh at his bio page randy i'm going to read off a couple couple brian Harmon factoids for you uh, number number one, golf is the only thing he does left-handed. There's a lot of absolutes on this list as we're gonna as we're gonna find. I don't. <laughs> and he I don't doesn't know. like to be called a lefty. Well, that's we've only got one source on that. We need to we need to <laughs> track that track down another source on that that one. Uh, his biggest thrill outside of golf is bow hunting. Randy always uses, always uses a quarter to mark his ball, pushing the definition of fun fact. Uh, follows all Atlanta and uh, Atlanta pro teams and the Georgia Bulldogs. And then Randy, I, I really want to throw this one by you. Uh, it says here, this is pjtour.com. Uh, all family members are world-class scuba divers and spear fishers, <laughs> which leads me to believe he either has like a, a two person family, one person family, or this is maybe just a, a bit of a stretch or maybe hasn't been updated in like a decade and a half. I, I don't know. I just, I was really taken back by that, that idea that everyone, just a picture last time you were at a family reunion or something, just looking around the tent, looking around the park, just thinking every single one of these people are world-class divers and spear fishers. That would I, be I, I'm going to, I'm going to push back here. You think it's accurate? Uh, he has an eight month old at home. True. Exactly. Uh, There's a seven year old no daughter and a, four, and a four year old son. Yeah, I I just I hate to do it, but I I'm gonna call some BS on that one. I just have we, to. We need that updated. Please. We, we wouldn't be doing our jobs if we're not calling BS on yeah. on some of those. Also, facts. I mean, spear fishing. I don't even know why we call it fishing. It's like underwater hunting. It's true. Kind of yeah. There there's like some. It's like underwater bow hunting. It's like some. It makes them sound like he grew up in the Avatar, uh, you know, the way of water family or something like that, but. Uh, we might have a guest rolling in. We might not. I don't know if they're going to pop in. So stay tuned, uh, for that folks. But before we, uh, before we get there, let's, let's talk Tommy, shall we? Yeah. Let me take my media hat off. Hold on. <laughs> TC, let me buy you some time here. I, uh, God, Tommy, Tommy was careening off the guard, off the guardrails coming in. It, it was a true, like getting that car in the garage in the nick of time between the mayo and the mustard speaking speaking of in the nick of time i think uh our guest just joined he he 
he could hear his ears burning. Uh, we're going to bring him in. You know, we're we're just chopping it up and talking shit about uh, playing in the Open Championship. This guy's done it. Uh, of course, it's Eddie Pepperell. Eddie, greetings. Where where are you in the world right now? Sorry, guys. Tron told me. Uh, can you hear me? Gotcha. We got you. Tron told me four thirty, and then the uh, the uh, producer said three three forty five. And I've been at dinner. Um, mm. uh, uh, my partner's girlfriend. So some poor information there from Tron, which is not the first time. We we bumped up all the guys coming in, you know, down the stretch are fluffers. So. I think it might be because I'm guessing Marcel Seam was on the, the coverage, and so you thought, ah, I saw exactly. that not, not it, for two yeah, days in a row. No, we had him penciled in. He was going to call in, and he just he fell through at the last minute. So, yeah. uh, Eddie, thanks for uh, thanks for hopping on. I know just from following you on Twitter, you've been watching a lot of golf this week. What's been the uh, what, what's been kind of most interesting thing you, you've seen? What's your biggest takeaway so far? So I watched quite a bit yesterday. I've been on holiday, on holiday rather in Ibiza. So um, not not partying, but uh, resting up. And um, I didn't watch much today, but I saw quite a bit yesterday, and I thought the course was the winner. Really, I thought it played absolutely tremendously. I played Hoylake years ago as an amateur, and it was uh, it was honestly playing like a car park. So I didn't have too many fond memories of it. But um, thought the course played great yesterday. Definitely rewarding. Great ball striking, particularly off the tee. We saw how penal the bunkers were i know they you know messed around with them this morning a little bit but uh you know i think with the forecast that's coming this weekend it's going to be a real treat as a viewer uh to see guys suffer quite frankly and um just have to deal with all the conditions that that's going to be thrown their way over the next two days so i think it's going to be exciting Eddie, we, uh, we we flashed a graphic up earlier. The last eight instances of somebody holding a five-shot or more lead after 36 holes, they've all gone on to win. Uh, this is in major championships. Brian Harmon finds himself in such a position. Uh, Two-pronged question for you. One, if you were to hold a five-shot lead in any of the majors, where would you most like to hold that lead? And then specific to Hoylake, what kind of course is it to try to hold a five-shot lead? Uh, well, that's a, that's a tough question, Randy. I mean, I suppose you wouldn't want to hold a lead at, at um, probably at Augusta, and uh, I'm sure Greg Norman would attest to that. Um, I, I, sus- I honestly think, and I was, I was thinking about this on the way home just now, um, with the weather forecast that's set, Brian has put himself in an incredibly good position um, because, you know, it's going to be so difficult for guys behind him to go and shoot 66, 67. And he's given himself a real buffer ahead of third place. And obviously Tommy is capable of playing two solid rounds over the next two days. But Brian Harmon seems to me to be the kind of player that A, is playing extremely well at the moment, very solid golf and actually could have a perfect game for the conditions that are coming in. You know, he's just going to keep hitting it in front of him, um, which is exactly what you've got to do. And, and guys this weekend are going to have to adjust to a completely different type of golf. You know, the ball is not going to be spinning as much. It's going to be wet. Um, guys who have been hitting it waywardly off the tee, which I don't think Brian has been, they're going to, they're going to suffer. And some players are going to have to play further back. They're going to be having taken three woods off the tees, hitting longer irons into the green. So it's definitely going to favour the guy who is comfortable doing that, adjusting his game, playing with longer irons, which is why I would be optimistic of Tommy too, quite frankly. I think he's swinging it great. But uh, I do think the winner is going to come from Brian or Tommy. I, I know it's early doors still, but, um, you know, I, I wouldn't be surprised to see Brian take, 
take this lead on and, and go and win. It might be a, might be a bit of an anticlimax for the Open Championship, especially given the majors we've had this year. But, you know, fair play if he does. We've got a, a, a question from listener Chris Solomon, uh, who is big, <laughs> deep on this block of of how much easier it is for Harmon being a lefty and, and hitting cuts, kind of hold off cuts against the wind uh, in, you know, especially coming down that stretch, which I think you probably say the same thing for Tommy hitting draws coming down the stretch, right? As a, as a righty, but I'm curious if you, uh, if you took any of that away. Yeah, I hadn't even thought about that. So, you know, you guys are way, way ahead of um, me on that. that. That's a great point. A, a great point. And, you know, again, Solly, did, you get, did you get that, Sally? You could screen record that one. <laughs> <laughs> Um, that's definitely something to consider. He's going to be adding spin into the breeze. It's going to be, you know, plays in his favor. And I think the wind direction is set from the same direction over the weekend, although I don't think it's going to be quite strong. So, uh, yeah, it all looks good for Brian, I suppose, the way it's going. The only thing that maybe gets in his way is himself. And um, the way people are talking that, that are close to him, it doesn't sound like it's going to happen. Uh, I feel a little bad because we had a committee meeting a few months ago when we were talking about the schedule next year on the DP World Tour. And, there were some ideas floating around and, and Keith Pelly was trying not you know, was quite open to the idea of getting more and more Americans over next year. And actually one of the names he threw up was Brian Harmon. And I I I kind of went into Keith a bit on the meeting and said, Listen, with all due respect to Brian Harmon, no one really gives a shit. Um, because it's not Scotty Scheffler. And I just text Keith today and I said, Keith, we should be doing all we can to get Brian Harmon over next year. <laughs> so uh, um, you know, fair play to him. I'm a little bit worried. I mean, he's he's eighth in driving. Uh, he's 48th in approach play. He's first in putting. He starts missing a few fairways. It, it feels well, especially if it, especially if it gets wet, right? Wet and long, and you get some of that. I don't yeah. know what the what the heather's like over there, Eddie, but it, it, it can't imagine it gets more fun the wetter it gets. Yeah, I mean the rough hasn't looked too penal up from what I've seen. Guys have been kind of getting away with it. That's not going to be the case this weekend. That that rough is going to become impossible to hit the greens from. I would say on that back nine, when you think of the holes around the turn and into the early part of the back nine that seem quite long, tough par fours. To Tron's point, if you start missing fairways, it's going to be a case of scrambling. Now, clearly, he's a great putter, and that's that's you know that's going to help him. But um, I think if you average 12 greens around over the weekend, you're going to have probably hit the ball pretty well. So everybody, whoever wins, is clearly going to have to chip and putt pretty well. You know, I think he'll do that. Um, but I just think the buffer he's given himself, clearly he's playing well. He's, he's put himself in such a great spot. It would be difficult to see how he doesn't, if he doesn't win, how he doesn't at least have a, you know, he, he's going to have a great, be in a great position, I would imagine, coming down the stretch Sunday. He's low to the ground too. So <laughs> if it gets windy, he's got that going for him. That's yeah, true. That's we saw what thing. happened to Christo today. <laughs> yeah. You know. uh, yeah. Eddie, I know you, you like to downplay uh, your own game fairly frequently but you had a, a quite a special sunday at at carnoustie and i i'm sure every time the open comes around you're you're probably thinking about that i'm just curious what kind of any lasting memories of making that run in 67 at, at carnoustie was like uh, it was cool i mean i was playing with phil so um you know this was this was both before both of us had midlife crises uh, i would say um <laughs> uh, mine's come a bit earlier than phil's uh i, I think um Listen, clearly my game was in a different spot and uh, and I was I had had a few drink the night before, which is you know, famously <laughs> said or infamously made ref- reference to now. So uh, I was pretty chilled and playing well and um, it's kind of the opposite to where I've been lately with my game where I've been working my ass off and playing poorly. So, uh, you know, golf is, drives us all crazy. Um, but yeah, you know, it's um, it's a great championship. I mean, I think it, 
I've, I've been fortunate enough to play them all now, apart from you know, the Ryder Cup. And I would say that of all the events that I've played in, the Open is is my favourite. It's I think the best the best tournament in golf. And if I was, you know, if someone was to ask me if there's one major or one tournament you could win, it would be hands down the Open Championship um, for me personally. What do you recommend Harmon does? Like he's got 26 hours off between tea time or between finishing up and his tea time tomorrow. What would you do? Other than other than 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 you know pop a few back, but that seems to be more of a Saturday night thing, not a not a uh, Friday night thing. Yeah, um, that's a tough question. I, I really wouldn't have any. I, I wouldn't have no clue. I don't know if he's got family with him. Uh, you know, you could. There's all sorts of things you could do. That's such a long time. It's an added. It's certainly an added difficulty, isn't it, to winning the Open Championship? That's an astronomically long period of time to have off between uh, tea times. So. Um, you know, whatever he's into, go and do it. I mean, I would consider driving home and walking the dogs and then maybe driving back up. But, um, yeah, it's, uh, it's what's, uh, let me put it this way. What's been your most stressful overnight weight? Um, sorry, I'm just watching our two dogs chase a fox through our garden. Um, what's been the most overnight stressful to uh, wait? I, I honestly can't remember. Uh, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be able that's to answer that. Uh, that's good. You I, must be doing it right. Yeah, I'm, I'm not really stressed overnight. I, I, if I am stressed, then I don't maybe you know, have another glass of wine. But uh, generally, generally, stress isn't something I suffer with, thankfully. It sounds yeah. like we could we could send Harmon down down your direction, have him hunt those foxes. That's true. All right, maybe people helping yeah. people. Yeah, maybe maybe Keith's driving him down now in a private limousine. And, uh, <laughs> I don't know. So, well, Eddie, yeah. I know uh, I know you're on vacation. We won't uh, we won't keep you too long, but I uh, appreciate you popping in and uh, you know sharing sharing some nuggets. My pleasure. No, I'm actually back home now. You can probably see in the background we've got some wall uh, color. Oh, there, I was going to say, I was like, man, what is your vacation garden that you got? You got your uh, dogs there? And how how no, well no, do you travel? Man. We've got quite a few paint colors. We're trying to consider, um, <laughs> as you can see, some neutral tones. In fact, Ibiza is one of them. So, uh, yeah, that's, uh, that's the name of the paint. You know, it's like Elephant's Breath or Farron Ball. You probably don't have Farron Ball in the U.S. <laughs> you might well. but we uh, might. You should check. We might need to import some. Yeah. Definitely import some Farron Ball. They got some cracking uh, painkillers like Elephant's <laughs> Breath and Dead Salmon and Brian Harmon the third probably will appear <laughs> soon. So uh, yeah, we'll see. No, uh, thanks for having me on, guys. All right, man. Good to see Thank you. Thank you, Eddie. Okay, see you soon. Bye bye. See ya. Cheers. Uh, boys, we are uh, going to do another ad read. This is for our friends at Roback. Randy, you're looking great in your Roback. Folks, you all know Roback. They just understand quality. Only one way to describe it, Randy. You know how to describe it? Um, best no. fit, best, best feel. Fit. Of course. On, you, you of course. Now it we're just hits different. Kicking off the summer. It's just... the, the perfect time to load up on the best gear that we own. Performance polos hit different. TC, you took the words out of my mouth. Whether it's the USA designs uh, or or just the classic solids and stripes, I've got kind of this little uh, polka dot, little mini mini polka dot one on that that I I really love. Four way stretch, moisture whipping, wicking fabric. Uh, polos will get you through a warm summer day on the golf course. Performance hoodies, you know that we you know we are always talking about the hoodies, the softest, stretchiest hoodies in golf, uh, and of course the Q zips, you know. Randy, you got any Q-zip mornings, Q-zip evenings going on over there? Probably a little. I got Bill. a little bit the evenings. You know, yesterday felt like a f- could have been a fall morning, a little early fall morning here. Oh, uh, rained, God. cooled things off. But I was gonna say, guys, I'm addicted to the hoodies. It's it's almost like I don't have I don't have room for anything else. It's just all hoodies all the time. 
That's it. That's it. Feels like Randy. Feels like we can't go anywhere without spying the subtle dog logo or two striped ridge on the back. With summer in full swing, use promo code NLU on Roback.com for a generous twenty percent off your first order through the end of this week. That's spelled Roback R H O B A C K dot com. Twenty percent off all polos, Q zips, hoodies, and more with code NLU. The summer is calling TC. Be sure to check them out now. Uh, let's Man, so let's pick pick back Randy. up. I think. I think yeah. we we're talking Tommy still. I, th- I think we were uh, we were we, kind of mid mid Tommy conversation. Uh, Randy, you were we, talking about him careening whoa. off the side posts. Anything you needed to add there? He got it in the garage, and I wanted to set TC up. Uh, TC, obviously, big big day for you as as a Tommy fan. How, how would you grade it? Uh, were those cracks late? anything to worry about or are we more excited that he made is some there huge par putts is there structural damage TC? yes no there's no damage whatsoever I, you know, I think it's it's like a it's like a semester you know you're not going to ace all the exams sure you're just hoping you can you can kind of uh you know recover from a bad midterm or you know he skipped a couple classes now he's you know, he went to office hours with some of those uh, to those putts that he made. Yeah, and I, I think I don't know. I think uh, I think today was overall. I would say probably right on the edge of C plus and B minus. Um, I think the two. You know, he was rock solid front nine. He bogeyed six again. That one's kind of giving him some some trouble. Uh, he was in that that short right bunker on six, and then birdies ten, and you're like. Okay. Okay. I see you. Like, I see you made a up. long putt. He, he was playing such control golf, like absolutely controlling the distance on his irons, compressing the ball, drove it really well. And then, um, you know, hits the really bad putt on 13. That was kind of the first crack <laughs> in the armor blackout. Yeah, that was, and it was, it, it, like it wasn't fast. so much like the eight footer. It was more like the the one that led to it that was just like nobody had gotten that putt to the hole all day and then he sends one eight feet by it's like whoa um and then he comes back on the next hole and like makes like one of the best birdies of the day on 14 you're like 14 okay we're was, cooking yeah that was, I, I was, that was proper yeah I, I was having uh having coffee with our guy dom catronio this morning uh caddy at, at aaron hills you may have seen him in the first strapped episode and we we're just talking about caddying for guys and you know, he, he was telling a story of this one guy that, you know, first hole they get out there and he doesn't know what kind of what, what kind of player he's going to be. And he's like, hey, man, just a 60 percent putt. Like if you mark if you roll it right over this mark, just diet right here. And th- this thing's going in. We're, we're, we're going to be, you know, let's let's start off the day. Right. The guy putted it off the green. And that's <laughs> that's kind of how I felt on that Tommy putt was just like, all right, TC said to be fucking aggressive. Let's go get it. Let's go get it. He just runs it eight feet fast and you know, just gets punched in the mouth. Yeah. But, no, I mean, I was I was thrilled. I thought he, you know, he got he got out of the starting gates. OK um didn't didn't make any bad mistakes up front and then yeah and then you know after that birdie on 14 i was like we are cooking and then he makes birdie on 15 as well uh excellent birdie there and then 16 he drives it right in that that fairway bunker like one of the worst bunkers on the course and uh you know has to pitch out he's right there next to scotty and then you know from there actually like did well to make bogey from there like hit a pretty yeah, poor uh pretty poor third shot leaves it you know kind of short right in between the the this bunker and it was just not a good shot really really good shot to get it to where he did made a made a huge putt there and then 17 sent one way like way past missed left i didn't think that was a bad miss off the tee um 
you know, and made another huge putt. And then 18, 18's where I really, I was kind of scratching my head a little bit there with the, he was like 308 or 310 out and, and hit a five wood. And I'm thinking, all right, maybe he's trying to get it to 70 or 80 yards, but hits it up that left side. And I don't know. It was just like, it was kind of one of those like, yo, if you're going to lay up, lay up. And like, you're one of the best long iron players in the world, like hit a five iron and to a hundred yards and, yeah. you know, don't short side yourself. He got a nice break on that third shot that I, that it didn't just trickle into that bunker. Cause yeah. I think that would have been very tough to get uh, towards the hole. And it was funny because we had seen Matt Fitzpatrick who was playing a few groups ahead in the speed group in a similar situation as Tommy on 18 and he kind of pitched out almost sideways to the front of the green. And I was like, Hmm, that's curious. But then watching Tommy and how his ball reacted and rolled through the green made a lot more sense. Um, yeah, yeah, I thought people, that was people were coming at me for the TIO. Hmm. Well, they had leading up to that as well. You yeah. know, granted he went to the closest circle. He how could, many people you know, are coming at you daily? A lot, like hundreds, <laughs> hundreds you should see the dms even too it's crazy it's crazy um but uh, like tommy thought he he tommy thought he hit the shot of the day there, that third shot on 18 and it just you know shot forward off the bank there but yeah i th- thought you know made missed one putt today that i wish he would have made otherwise like everything it's all systems go man i think he's a proper player in conditions uh he's an you know i don't think the iron player's gonna gonna you know evaporate or anything like that i think looking at his stats today everything was you know he was 31st uh or he was he was 30th in putting 56th around the greens 81st in approach 59th off the tee so not his best day with the irons and i think if he if he comes out and flushes it tomorrow a little bit more i think it's it's all systems go i was hoping he'd shoot 69 70 today he shot 71 didn't give anything back and, you know, I like I think Harmon playing really well is the best thing, you know, maybe not a five shot deficit, but like being being a few back isn't a bad thing for Tommy. I think they, he's a chaser. He's a born chaser. Keeping him aggressive. Yeah, I agree with that, TC. I was thinking about that, too. I, I think it the combination of being able to chase somebody, getting the 36 hole lead off your shoulders, you know, it's it. It's always hard, I feel like, to lead a major tournament, any tournament, certainly a major, for 72 holes, which is what he was probably looking at or yeah. hoping to do. And But then to be able to get in the final group, right? That's where I thought those putts on 17 and 18. Yep. So he gets to play with Brian. He's going to have all the crowd behind him. I, I think it is a great really spot for Tommy. I didn't really think about that. Not that I think Brian Harmon's like some ego monster that like needs everybody rooting for him. I think it's it's probably kind of the opposite, to be honest. But that is going to be an interesting dynamic, man. Sleeping on a five shot lead for 26 hours and then, you know, getting out and like everybody in the entire country is rooting for the guy that's playing with you. His, yeah. that's, a, that's not an ideal situation. It's a road uh, game. That's a road game. DC. And Harmon, yeah. Harmon seems like the sorry. Harmon seems like the type of guy that might thrive on that. That's though. what I mean. It's going to yeah. be interesting to see how that goes. I don't know. We had we had a lot of time off. Tommy, Finno, myself between rounds as well. So that's what Harmon's dealing with. You know. Yeah. Wow. People were loving the we yesterday. It's a good it's <laughs> a good block. Listen, it's we when it goes well, it's we when it goes poorly. All right. True. We have we booked a, a flight yet to to Manchester? I've, no? I've got a I've got a fair lock on one. <laughs> uh, I spent like nine dollars on a fair lock and uh 
Virgin America flight MCO to uh, direct to Manchester would get me wow. in at like 8 a.m. on Sunday. So just have uh, time for a scone and get out to the golf course. Yeah. Although I don't know. I haven't told my wife yet. So we'll <laughs> see how tomorrow goes and then we'll make a game time decision. Have you told uh, Tommy yet? Way. Uh, no, I was texting with, I was texting with Rue McDonald and a few other people over there. I'm like, Hey, I'm not going to show up and like not be able to get in or anything. <laughs> That'd be tough. God, I tomorrow's a huge day for you and I would say your marriage, TC. If Tommy plays too good tomorrow, you could be a deep shit. You know, I'm just trying to slide into <laughs> Neil's Neil's teepee. <laughs> That's true. I think he's taking off, so there might be Hoping room. They'll in the, have me for a room, nap, maybe. Room in the wigwam, maybe when you when you arrive. Yeah. Uh Randy, what what's your what's your macro outlook on on Tommy? Let's just re- restate our positions a little bit for the historical record. I I listen. I like Tommy. I like Finno. Okay. I I like I like Team Tommy. I think he's a great guy. I just TC. I couldn't look myself in the mirror if I let him off the hook for his lack of wins and you know coming close in a number of majors without sealing one of these. So I gotta you know I gotta call him a fluffer if if I'm gonna take that stand with Ricky and with Tony Finau. I. I simply cannot let Tommy off the hook. I don't feel like I would be doing my job. But I think a, it is as a media member. I think it's an interesting uh disconnect though because I think if you swap, you know, Freaky Friday, Tommy and and Ricky, I don't think you're necessarily rooting for Ricky in that spot. Whereas it seems I am curious if you're rooting for like I don't think you're rooting for Brian Harmon. I could be wrong. No, I'm still rooting for listen, I'm rooting for the game first and foremost, but I beyond that I'm still holding out hope for Spieth or Max or, you know, I I, I want to see a few more guys get involved. But if it comes down to Tommy and Brian, that's a tough call. I think I'd be rooting. I think I'd find myself rooting for for Tommy, I guess. I, I don't know. Brian's a great story. I, I, I don't know. I don't know. This is uh, another question coming in off off the the listener line here from uh, very active commenter Chris Sullivan. Ask TC how he reconciles his Tommy takes with his Finau takes. Uh, I mean Finau's you know Finau's wildly old, um, <laughs> big tone. He's thirty three. Tommy's thirty two. <laughs> that is a huge yeah. That's crazy. I, did, I never thought about it like you that. know. Tony's never shot 63 in the U.S. Open. Tommy's done it twice. Tommy's not one of the longest players in the world. Uh, you know, they both struggle with putting a little bit, but I, I don't know. I just, there's something with it. that There's something that Tommy stirs within me. Tommy doesn't uh, have a podcast. Yeah, let's get it. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, Tommy's just, you know, he's, I'm ride or die for Tommy. Uh God, I you know I, I'm looking at all this this stolen valor Wikipedia yellow for Tony as well. Mm. Like Tommy's at least mm. been in the mix before. Uh, I I will say I I mean I'd be I I think I would be lying if I if I didn't say speaking on behalf of I'm sure a, a large swath of our audience that you know a, a Tommy coming oh so close but not getting it done there might be some deliciousness in that. You know, be and br- TC, be that's brutal, especially if it's a, no offense I, I to Brian Harmon, no offense to Sepp Straka. But if it's a if it's a kind of historically, uh, you know, less than exciting victory and Tommy doesn't get it done, that's that's tough. That's a, that's a bit of a Ricky 
again, no offense to anyone, Ricky Wynn Clark yeah. situation. I don't know. I mean, going back to Tommy too, he's won, he, you know, he's won big dick events, right? And, and Tony had, Tommy's won. He's, he's won like he's three won Masters, Open. right? He's won. No, that's Fitzpatrick. Uh, <laughs> All right. <laughs> he's, he's, he, he won an Abu Dhabi back-to-back years. He's won the Ned Bank twice, you know, he's, he, he won the Kazakhstan Open for God's sakes. I don't see I don't see Tony going over to Central Asia and knocking yeah. off national opens. As always, we know Tony didn't even win big break. So exactly. Uh, all right, you want to you want to go down the leaderboard and cook a little bit? Oh sure, I would love to. I thought you'd never well, ask. Speaking of, actually, before we get there, sorry, because I think this is instructive of going down the leaderboard. There was a lot of talk yesterday about fresh ingredients. Uh, the pantry was full. You know, we had our, ourselves a really nice weekend on tap. I think the wine was open, uh, kind of, you know, had a, had a great night ahead of us. Some of those ingredients feel like maybe they're they're starting to turn a little bit. TC, mm. we're, we're, you know, I'm not saying we're making a, making a shit sandwich here, but it's it's not really the the optimum major championship leaderboard. I don't know how you're feeling just in a, a from a macro sense on, you know, the, the players we've got in the drama here. Yeah, it's like it's like Top Chef Manchester, Top Chef Leeds. <laughs> they got a bunch of we got a bunch of potatoes and cream yeah, and right broth, Just like leeks. You know? Yeah, yeah, leeks. <laughs> a lot of root vegetables. You yeah. know? Uh, of course, we did have an elimination challenge today, though. And a lot uh, of people got eliminated. I think. Yeah. Scotty was up for elimination for quite a while there and just luckily had some some people make some shittier scones and eat it. Yeah, he was actually in Last Chance Kitchen for a little bit there and he's, <laughs> right. he's earned his way back into the competition exactly. in 18 there. Uh, yeah, I mean, tomorrow we've got a restaurant wars. But no, I, I think, uh, you know, going down the leaderboard here, uh, Seb Straka's bringing some, some very delicious Southern and uh, Central European flavors to the table. Uh, many people are saying that he, of, should, he should be on the, on the Ryder Cup team. A lot of Adelia onions, things of that nature, coming from Adelia South onions, Georgia. Uh, you know, some peanuts, maybe <laughs> some peaches, and then some, yeah, some Austrian wine as well. Exactly, exactly. So, no, I mean, what a what a great what a great round from from Sepp. What a great back nine. I mean, what he birdied what six out of his last seven holes. Back nine being gettable is is just makes the tournament so much more fun. I mean, I know we kind of said that up front, but that's truly not out of it until you're out of it. And then Minwoo, you know, Minwoo Lee's bringing all sorts of global flavors to the table. Uh, you know, <laughs> big Australia. like a molecular gastronomy <laughs> guy. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's got the dry you know, ice and the very unstable. He's doing he's doing stuff with the smoke. He's like Richard Blaze. He's doing like the uh, the Alinea cheese bubble out there. You know, just all kinds of shit that could just totally could totally blow up in his face at any time. But he could have a massive kitchen fire. But you know, he's he's pushing it. I'll give him that. He had kind of a kind of a, an extreme start there today too. He was two over through four, and then eagled five, uh, and then you know, clean card coming in from there. So. Uh, yeah, he's right there. I'm stoked to see him in the second to last group or third to last group, however they do it. Um, we've got Sharma, we've got Jay Day, you know, again, some, some other very interesting flavors. Uh, you know, Day, you know, Day's got some Australian flavors cooking. Sharma's bringing some Indian, you know, some curries and things of that nature. Maybe, maybe he'll get the Vindaloo roaring. That's hopefully. Uh, God, I hope so. I hope so. <laughs> Uh, Otagway bringing some uh, some Spanish flavors to the table. He might make a paella of some sort. Uh, you know, Grillo. We've got the uh, got the Argentinian 
I mean, uh, I wasn't yeah. really trying to drive this metaphor home that that hard, but there is a lot of great food countries involved here, right? Yeah. Uh, you know, Spieth's gonna do Texas barbecue, of course. Speaking uh, Cam Young, I'm not expecting much flavor wise out of it. Yeah, I'm being I don't honest. know Dude, macaroni and cheese. Like yeah, Queen, actually, real good round from Day. I think Day probably deserves a shout out here. Uh, minus four, like exceptional round of golf. Period. Point blank. I saw a lot of Day. He was playing with Spieth. What do you guys make of of Jordan? It, it I mean, came oh, out, got three under through what his first six, yeah, was tied for second at one point, and then you know you're going to make a couple bogeys. I thought ten and eleven, fine, you know, just couldn't quite get up and down from some spots. The the bogey on fourteen was what irked me. Fifteen, excuse yeah. me, the par five. That's what that's what really irked me, and his ball just just trickled into the bunker off the tee um little little disappointed you know then he missed a he he had a great shot into 17 missed the birdie putt there and couldn't you know found a bunker on his off his second shot on 18 couldn't birdie that is he is he a threat is he what what's he doing how how what are you guys making of speed i, I feel like tc to put it in your parlance he he had that look in one of his eyes going out right like watching him that first six holes was like oh my god this is could it could it be is this the guy that we've like been waiting to see for for five years now and and, and then I, he misses a three and a half <laughs> right and that's where it kind of becomes like uh, you know what man he's he's what he's eight shots back like uh, i of all people am am not gonna hold my breath i think and that, but I then think again like what happens if he goes out tomorrow and shoots like 67 or 68 and we're saying that you know, if Harmon gets, you know, just gets to minus eight by the end, like, all right, that's six shots back on minus eight. Go out and post minus four, minus, you know, minus five tomorrow. He's certainly hitting it well enough. Yeah. Uh, he, he like, he kind of feels like a sauce that's about to break, like a Bernays or something. And you're like, you're trying to save this sauce, but it's been under the heat lamp for yeah, too long. Or... Fucking hands over here, TC. Yeah. <laughs> we had to get this thing out. Exactly. <laughs> He's exactly. so good. It is. If it gets nastier, do you have more faith in him or less? Weirdly, almost like the same, yeah. right? Like he's gonna play like the this weird high wire act. Like no matter what it, no matter what it does, I think there's gonna be like brilliance and chaos in there, almost like no matter what. So I, I guess to your point, like maybe that I don't think the brilliance goes away if the weather gets shitty. Like I think yeah. it'll still be there. So I, I guess that's a net positive, but I, I don't know. I'm, I'm. I'm, I'm struggling to hold my breath. On, yeah. I just feel like I've seen it. I've seen it a lot of times. He didn't putt very well today. He's not driving like he's driving it okay. Um, his irons have been great though. Yeah, which is you know that's where it kind of gives me. I'm like, all right, like I'm betting on the iron players tomorrow. The guys that can because I think guys are going to be laying back off the tee a little bit and you know trying to keep the course in front of them if it's if I, I it's think, shitty out. I, I'm just hoping for something in the 60s. 69. I, I think he, he starts the day eight back, and I think if he can shoot 69, he's going to cleave that in half. I, I really think he's got to act like Harmon doesn't exist. Like, listen, Harmon's either going to win or he's not, yeah. right? Yeah. Uh, but I think play. he's he's got to chase go Fleetwood. Fleetwood and see what exactly. happens. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Good take. Cam Young's like kind of the same story from today, yeah. right? Like goes out early, you know, or goes out, not early, but goes out early in his round, minus three on the front nine. My score on his first 10 holes, and then same thing 14 and 15 are like massive, massive holes. I mean, those yeah. are 13s of a cool par three, and then 14s like 
buckle up, got to get off the tee. And then 15 is, is, you know, you're trying to make birdie and you can make bogey pretty easily. So, uh, I don't know. Good to see some, some signs of life from Cam Young. We kind of rebooted him. We turned him off. We plugged him back in. Needed a system update. Yeah. Uh, you He's know, running real buggy for a while there. <laughs> we got Matthew Southgate, Thurston Lawrence, uh, the rib. Minus one. Kind of a gutty round from the rib. I'm not going to give it, you know, too much, too much high praise. It's a little bit like the speed situation, I think, of like, man, it was, I'm not saying it was there for the taking, but we certainly could have moved up the board quite a bit. We needed to be in kind of that like 68, 67 range today, I think, to make it really interesting. But it's going to be, I mean, he keeps doing it during the majors, man. He's, he's what, T11. And I got to think he's only going up over the weekend. Whether he's going to go up to one or not is kind of the only thing people care about, probably. But it's a true uh, got to hand it to him for just continuing to top five in like every major. Uh, the pro. What do you think? Roller coaster, kind Did of psycho psycho scorecard. <laughs> yeah. Oh god, big time! I'd be sick if they broke the sound barrier. <laughs> right outside your place. Shout out, I'm my so, guy Chuck Yeager. Uh, so, pictures are rattling on my walls over here, guys. Uh, listen, uh, this week, sorry, my two cents about the pro. He's he's it's by far he's working on his best major championship week. So I think third round. First things first, like let's let's get a top fifteen, let's get a top ten, like let's put yourself somewhere in the conversation going into Sunday. So I I think tomorrow's a big big day for for Maxwell. Yeah, I agree. I think you know we've said this a couple times, but these weird volatile rounds, right? You can kind of look at them one of two ways. It's like, man, if he cleans up the bad, it it could have rocketed up the up the board, but at the same time, like without all the bounce backs and without all the good, it could have been another one of those where, you know, that sends them tumbling down the other way. So I, I think it's a pretty massive, like, I don't want to say a massive net positive, but I, I do think it was, it's a positive that he didn't like play himself totally out of. It could have been like a 76. Yeah, yeah. I think so too. Totally. Um, yeah, we got some Guido Mingliazzi. We got some Matt Stewart. Jordan hung in there. Matt Jordan. Yeah. You know, continues to be a good story. Uh, I'll, I'll say this. Sorry, yeah. sorry. Real quick to backtracks on on Max. I think it's worth pointing out like how well he's hitting the ball, tee to green, and he's just not really doing well around the greens, and he's putting it pretty pedestrian. Like not bad, but not great. Yeah. And if if he can click, or if or if that ball striking can really shine through the next thirty six holes. Again, I think it's like speed. You just got to take Harmon out of it. Like he's just got to go chase Tommy, and that doesn't mean he's got to go out and shoot sixty-five tomorrow. Like go shoot sixty-eight, and yeah. I think he can at least have a look on Sunday. Here, here. I also think just from a you know, I, I know we've talked a lot of Ryder Cup already, but he he was trending the wrong direction for you know about a month and a half, two months there, and so he seems to be back on track. Just. You know, whether it's at the Scottish, whether it was his last start before that, it was what Quail Hollow, I think. Um, but he seems to be playing a lot better golf and uh, not Quail Hollow, Detroit seems to be playing a lot better golf. And, you know, from a Ryder Cup perspective, I think that's that's a massive thing, too, and very well timed. He's uh, he's very much going to hoover up a bunch of money late this summer. FedEx Cup, things of that nature, I think. Yeah. Uh, 
What else we got? Henrik Stenson. We got Stenson and Blandy carrying the banner for for the Live Boys. <laughs> Just as we all that. suspected. Yeah, I, I I don't have a lot to add. That's uh that's wild, man. I, I, I guess Otagwe, but he just served a suspension for <laughs> right. for like semi dipping his toe in the water, kind of like what Gooch thought he was doing. You want to talk about Gooch? We yeah, we should just get it out of the way. Like like Gooch, like have some pride. <laughs> uh, seventy five today, seven over for the uh, keep scrolling there, Ben. It's it's gonna be a while. T one oh eight. For, for Taylor Gooch misses the cut again and not trying to drive by, not trying to, you know, do too much here, but just kind of bringing this up from the perspective of like the U S open is not a, you know, valid golf tournament. If Taylor Gooch is not in the field, some of those takes, maybe we're just revisiting some of those. I'm like, man, if, if you're going to be beating the drum on some of that stuff, and I know he was not that explicit on, on all of that, but I, I don't know all the, his name was up his name came across my desk way too many times for, for somebody who turned in these major championship performances this year, I think is kind of the way to put it. Especially when somebody like Cam Davis, like Cam Davis, like uh, in the fried egg newsletter, uh, our guy Andy was saying how shocking it was that Cam Davis isn't in the field. Like he finished, you know, tied for fourth at the PGA championship. Uh, And that's, you know, very much like, all right, like if Cam Davis isn't in the field, then like, I don't think Taylor Gooch should be in the field either, you know? So, uh, big tone, Tuan Rosner, uh, <laughs> fell back a little bit today. 74. Uh, who else we got? Wyndham played, played all right. Hoygaard played well, a little bit disappointed in Victor. I was expecting to see something from, from, uh, Hovland today besides the Listerine bottle look. Which I thought was kind of sick, if I'm being honest. I did too. I, again, I'm I'm very much of the of the case of like, yo, am I gonna go wear that? No, I'm not. But like, professional golfer playing on TV, doing wild shit, like that, that's exactly what you should be doing. I'm all for it. I, he's doing it because I can't, and that that's that's what it's all about. <laughs> I'm all for the stuff that he's got on this week. It's the stuff that he normally wears that are all the, like the crazy, weird, like bad pattern stuff that I don't like. These this color block stuff and. I don't know. I have no problem with this whatsoever. So uh, who else we got? We got Tom Kim, you know, got to give a shout out to it's kind of a JJ Watt esque performance there. You know, you hurt or you injured dog. Uh, everybody was saying grade one tear in his ankle. Never heard a grade given to a tear in an ankle before. So I've heard, I've heard grades. I, I've heard grades with sprains. With, I've, with, with, with knees before, right? Like around knees and yeah. I mean, I don't know. I, I'm with you, TC. Like, I, it sounded like, man, I think you maybe just like kind of rolled your ankle. I, I'm <laughs> always hurt when they're describing, always tough when they're describing the injury as, you know, he, he heard it coming off his patio. Yeah. Like, oh, man, what a hell of a sport. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm not sure if that gets much credit in the toughness column from me. Uh, What else we got? Marcel I, Seem. I, I think know, we're bumping. I think we got some tickets. I think we got some tickets backing up here, TC. <laughs> okay, real quick, going. real quick. Then we've got the Moronk Foxy yeah. battle. Moronk Fox and Podrick was, I believe, our head to head to head. Me, you, and Solly. And it's did Podrick make the cut? Now. Yeah, he's tied he with snuck Foxy, in. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, Foxy shot what sixty seven today. Yeah, so we'll be we'll be monitoring that situation as it as it continues to develop, but. uh I want to go through, who, who, like, I guess disappointments because I think that's a, a pretty big factor here. Is just, 
you know, a lot of the, I guess, disappointment about the top end of the leaderboard means that the bottom of the leaderboard has some pretty big names on it. Uh, what are you guys feeling? Who's, who's biggest disappointment? We've got Scotty limping in, barely making the cut. Rom's at what? Two over something like that. Can't lay shit the bed today. Ricky was, a, Ricky was shocking. a non-factor. Bryson's a non-factor. Morikawa non-factor. Dustin shot 81. I mean, what, who jumps off the page? Um, good question. I, I know mine. Please. Did he make the? Where did Cam Smith end up coming in? Did he miss the cut, or did he sneak in? No, he he snuck in. He's a plus two. He's a plus eagled, two. Eagled eighteen. Okay. Wow. Uh, well, top. good on him. He was he was gonna be my because I think missing the cut is a whole different game than making the cut. Obviously. Especially when you're uh, defending champion. Yes, yes, of course. But between Cam now at plus two, Rom at plus two, Scheffler, Kepka, you know, they all made the cut. So I can't say it was like disaster, disaster, but personally just disappointed that those guys aren't involved. I, I think it'd make it a much more intriguing weekend. I might I might give it to Brooks, to be honest. I, I after that PGA man, I was kinda I was kind of ready for him to be be the dude for the rest of the summer and cause it was just really fun having him in the, in the mix and, you know, watch, watching him kind of bow out or basically bow out on 18 today was a bummer. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I just keep looking at, at Rom. I think Rom, you know, kind of, kind of played his way out of it yesterday. Plus three shot one under today. He's T 39 right now, but it's just like, it seems like he's running a little hot this week. He was going after the, the boom mic guy yesterday that was great <laughs> i support i support that yeah. i don't know I stand, like, I stand with rob you know uh hatton's another one like i'm tired of like like hatton's kind of getting to that can't lay shoffly category a little bit for me of like hey dog like i'm gonna need you to like do like shit or get off the pot here. And, You've been sitting at this coffee shop for a long time, man. I'm gonna need you to fucking buy something. Yeah, and that's kind of you know, like I mean, Xander <laughs> Xander shot what 74 today. That's exactly how I felt with him. Cantley, I, I thought I thought this was Cantley's moment to stunt all over me. Delta continues to have a bad week, and he uh, he shot 75 today. Uh, I don't know. It's tough to say like Scheffler. I mean, not to say Scheffler, I guess. <laughs> yeah, it's. It's hard just because it was, you know, it's going to come back to earth at some point and he's going to have a random bad round in there at some point and he just hasn't played bad in a fucking year. So it's it's hard to pile on him, you know, when when he does have that bad round, but at, at the same time it's like man, it's going to be tough to look back. I think when his uh career is wrapped up, sorry, big ass plane going over my house. Hard to concentrate. Uh it's going to be hard when his career is wrapped up, I think to look at how he hit the ball and 2023 and have his kids be like oh cool how many majors did you win that year it's like yeah uh none actually <laughs> that's that's a bummer the, the, I, th- I think the most shocking thing with him so far is you know putting's not been good obviously but the he's 92nd around the green the chipping's been bad which is very uncharacteristic for him uh anybody else should we talk golf course a little bit I mean, I don't know if they rise to, but like Shane Lowry, very disappointing. Uh, Colin Morikawa has missed two cuts since winning the Open, and it's yeah. disappointing. It's not good. 
It's not good, TC. H-E, Harris English. Uh, Harris English. Hate that. And can I can I say another one? Like Dustin Johnson, what what what's he doing? It, does he get a pass for showing up and shooting ten over? Like I, Dustin Johnson always fascinates me because he's had an awesome career. He's got what twenty four wins, two majors, and I also feel like it's a very disappointing career because, in my opinion, I don't feel like he's come close to maximizing his talent. I think that's fair. Here, here. I also I, won two majors. I mean, well, one, one and a half. half, one and a half. He also hit the greatest, like greatest hole of all time. That's <laughs> true, which people forget. But like, he's shooting in the eighties, right? We're making a big deal out of JT, and deservedly so. But like, what Dustin? What you're? But I don't think we've ever held Dustin up as some as some paragon of the game that wants to play into his sixties and like is is carrying the mantle for golfers everywhere like dustin's just always been you know a mercenary guy that like he's like no i'm just here to play golf today it this is this is a projection on my part but i mean it it seems like it's all upside for him at this point right and if if he has it one week like oh awesome that sounds great and if he doesn't i i don't think he's i don't think he's sweating it too much yeah i Which think he's probably got one like, very you know, one more big kinda, run in him boring like, certainly not really yeah. like connecting with me on an emotional level, I wouldn't say, Randy. But uh, I did bet on him for a top ten this week, which was smart. Like money. low key, hope, hope you guys followed that one. Low low key, his major record isn't like that good. I I don't know. He's just a guy that it's hard to. I I don't know. Like you look at Mickelson. Like Mickelson is so much better than Dustin Johnson through like this point of his career and like through his 40s and why why is that i don't know i just feel like we let dustin off the hook a little bit because it's like oh he doesn't care so why should i it's like well that's kind of like my issue i guess it's like why don't you care more i totally am with you there i think that's a great take uh speaking of guys who you know probably couldn't or shouldn't care bryson shout out to bryson for grinding a little bit today shot one under par Plus two, T39. Like, hats off to that. <laughs> I'm not uh, taking my hat all, off. That's all I got that. on Bryce. Yeah. I'm not taking my hat off. <laughs> uh, what else we got? How about how about Billy Horschel escorting me? <laughs> I know, Randy, you, you had your uh, protesting friends were out there on the 17th dropping some, some orange chalk, uh, protesting, I believe, oil practices in the UK. Uh, Billy Horschel just continues to be the Forrest Gump of uh, – of professional golf guys just involved in everything somehow <laughs> and just the photo of him just dragging the dragging the protester off off the 17th hole getting cheered by the crowd was just like i don't know weirdly fitting i, I thought it i thought it worked kind of a kind of a enjoy your jail cell pal moment <laughs> that, like totally. we got from a web totally it was a little bit of the, you know somebody said it on our slacker there was a little bit of the uh can't you can't do that in a small town? Yeah, try this in a small town, lady. <laughs> See how that goes. <laughs> uh, TC, I, we got to talk about these bunkers, my man. We got to <laughs> talk about the RNA capitulating to the whiny tour pros. If you missed this story, I'm sure you didn't, but if you missed this story, uh, players felt I'm, I'm sure there was more reporting on this, but the players felt that the bunkers were, were raked too flat. Uh, and therefore, their balls were winding up close to the lips, close to the revetted faces. Uh, and so the grounds crew was out there this morning 
uh, trying to basically like cr like create almost like a rounded edge in the bunkers so that the ball would come back at least a little bit. We wouldn't see so many guys pitching out sideways. Uh, it wouldn't be quite so much of a penalty. TC, I mean, I know you, you were devastated by this news. It kind of ruined ruined your whole morning, and you were trying to log off because the Tommy stuff. But you just yeah. you, you got dragged in. People were coming at you about it. I'm sure. <laughs> it was one of the first things I saw when I woke up this morning, and it, it just it was really really tough. Uh, they 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 increased the sand on the edges by one one revet, and we just can't have that. Like if we're gonna do that at the beginning of the week, we at least got to see it through till Saturday morning can't do it between thursday and friday uh and just like just stand for something like you know my guy tommy he got he got he benefited from it a couple times today and i'm and i'm here saying that i wish he wouldn't have i wish he would have dealt with that's the full big. extent of that's the law. big of you that's yeah. big of you would have helped you sleep better exactly yeah exactly so yeah no it was yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm, I'm very much with you in all seriousness. Like that, that sucked, man. I, I left yesterday. It's just like, finally bunkers are a full shot penalty. This fucking yeah. rules feed me. Uh, and I, I don't know, just the players ever, I, I don't know when that's ever a good thing when the players get their way. I, I know I've got a lot of community on that take here. And do it, <laughs> you know, mean... do it like between Friday and Saturday. I feel like then, you know, if it, like they, they weren't sure if there was going to be a draw bias or not, in the event that there is, you can't do it between the two rounds. Yeah. I feel like, you know, especially in a links course, it's just keep it the same, the two, you know, the first two rounds and then go from there. But it's, it's so chicken hazards. shit. It's yeah. so chicken shit. Like, let's just call it what it is. It's chicken shit. Like that's the way you set up the course to stick with it. Everybody knows hey, you all played one round. So now, you know, like don't hit it in the bunkers. And, and, it's, and like, it's so stupid. I think of all the organizations, like the, the fucking RNA, man, like they're the ones that right. seemingly have the most backbone and and don't cave to the players and stand up for what's right in the game and it's not you know it's not oh like we're we're gonna listen to these whiny guys no it's like we're gonna we're gonna have a backbone and they didn't do that it's so disappointing yeah here here man I I agree uh, TC we want to talk weather at all uh yeah I mean it seems like I don't know I'm kind of disappointed with the forecast right now it's uh. It's a little bit, you know, jarring, I would say, of we're still supposed to get that wind switch on Sunday. This is, of course, the the uh, ECMWF, the Euro model. Uh, you know, it's it's supposed to be pretty similar winds the next two days, uh, you know, eight, nine, ten miles an hour, not crazy gusts, nothing, nothing out of the ordinary. There's going to be some moisture, but I don't think it's too much to where it's going to make it miserable or anything either. It's just, I don't know, like overall, unless this changes, it looks like it's going to be relatively benign. So, yeah, which the uh, even a little bit of moisture coming in is kind of like we're at the point in the golf tournament where you could convince me that that means either of the opposite things. Right. Like you convince me that like, oh, Harmon has no chance. You know, that means the bombers are going to come out to play. It means he's going to have to lay back further. Or you convince me that like, oh, he drives it so straight and. You know, that means he's got a leg up. I truly don't know which which one's going to be which. It didn't sound like Eddie was was all that convinced either. Right. I mean, it, it sounded like he was more trending towards uh, he's going to keep it in front of him and that yeah. should be the benefit. But uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm very excited that I don't know the answer. And I guess we'll we'll see what happens. We should have gotten after Eddie a little bit for, for his his lone, you know, Carnisti appearance. There was was 
a little bit of stolen valor yellow. <laughs> we well. should have mentioned. Yeah, we should have mentioned that. Yeah. Uh, can you can you dial Eddie back up? I don't know. Solly's Solly's in the comments talking about you know how it didn't play the way the RNA wanted it to play. Well, then like figure that out before the tournament, right? Yeah, I would say like, they had stick to I, your I, guns. I'd say they well, had nine years to figure that out. I, I don't were, know. Were we not there. playing practice rounds? Like yeah. what the hell? That yeah, that yeah. excuse doesn't carry water to me. No, Commit that, to something, you know. That, that's not like you know you can you can get me on like hey the wind switched and we didn't think the wind was going to switch and so the green speeds were too high and the pin location was no good like I, I, that stuff happens i get but the bunkers are get the fuck out of here with that that's that sounds not, like not to me problem. that 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 solly's doing the whole the whole eye test thing here you know mm. he's he's relying on the eye test i didn't like the way it played with the eye test so i don't know it's just you know the way the draws work don't do it between thursday and friday just don't here, don't cross here. me uh guys is it is it time yeah, yeah. I think it's time. TC, I'll pose the question to you first. How oh. far back is too far back? Um, Our leader is minus, at minus 10 right yeah. now. Yeah. Uh, I think minus four is too far back. Minus four is too far back. Oh, my God. So there's three players in this two golf horse race. Two players in this no, golf there's race. No, there's two players. It's, a, it's, it's actually a one-horse race. It's going to be a secretariat-style <laughs> thing. Uh, that's that's captivating. That's not what I thought you were going to say, Randy. Where are you where are you drawing the line? I'm drawing the line at uh, even par. I am I am taking the stance that Brian Harmon does not exist, and therefore I believe five under to even your your winner is going to come from that group. I think I'm going to split the difference here and say two. Uh, I think that's I, I'm I'm trending more towards you. Randy, it's like if you're going to let anybody in, then that means Harmon probably came backwards, and then all of a sudden there's a lot more guys in, in it. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say two is in, one is too far back. Okay. With that, that's crazy, though, to me a little bit, right? What do you mean? Oh, yeah. Well, I think, I think under that reasoning, somebody at minus two is going to have to go and shoot great numbers or else, you know, what, what's separating Rory from, from Spieth, right? Like Rory can go. Well, it's gonna have to be a combo of both. Like somebody at two or better is gonna have to play like really. I think I think I think Brian, I think Brian, I think Brian doesn't exist. I I think you might as well. Uh these are Ben Ben is uh putting up the the updated odds. These are of course brought to you by our friends at the DraftKings Sportsbook. Randy, we already know you've got skin in the game. Everybody else, if you're looking to get a little action in this weekend, uh, do that with our friends at the DraftKings Sportsbook. Brian Harmon plus one fifty to win. Thomas Fleetwood plus four hundred. Tron, how you feel about that respect? Uh, I feel like that's that's probably right. Feels pretty fair to me. Yeah, there's no bulletin board material there. To your point. Randy at minus one. Roy McElroy is plus one thousand. I'm actually changing my line to plus one. Is or yeah, I gotcha. Yeah. Uh, Jordan Spieth plus sixteen hundred. Him Woo Lee plus eighteen hundred. I Jason think that's Day a little bit disrespectful. Uh, those are both pretty disrespectful. I was gonna say Day looks like some good value to me. Yeah, he played really solid today. Sepp Straka uh, already boasting the up and down of the century yesterday. Plus eighteen hundred, Cameron Young plus three thousand, and our U.S. Open champion Wyndham Clark plus thirty five hundred. Those are the odds pr- uh, brought to you by the DraftKings God, Sports. DraftKings, not not uh, Sharma believers. No, TC this Sharma. Ro- 
Rory being so much more favored than Spieth, I I hope Team Spieth. You might need to drop a note to Greller tonight. Just I will. Little, I will. Some board stuff there. I will. Um, what else we got from today? Last thing I had, I think, is uh, KBV had a chance to to catch up with JT today. You know, obviously he broke his streak of shooting in the eighties, seventy one today, I think, from JT. Uh, and Kev asked him about a lot of stuff. Asked him about his injury. You know, whether he, whether he's hurt, whether uh, what's going on with the golf swing, and ended up writing that piece for the website tonight. So that's either up now or will be up shortly. But uh, should be lots of thoughts on the JT experience from uh, our guy KBB. Anything to add JT wise? I know we had a, a another further robust Ryder Cup conversation uh, internally today. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Um, I think J like it seems like a straw man that everybody's like, oh, like what's wrong with JT? Is he done? And it's like, no, like JT's clearly gonna figure this out and be back. It's just a matter of when, right? So I, that doesn't mean I think he like deserves to be on the Ryder Cup team, but that's another conversation, I guess. I'm also a team yeah. fan, so you know, sure, right? Randy, you were mad as hell about the Ryder Cup, but maybe you want to save that for. Uh another time we can get to it i like jt's good and he's popular but he's not that good to like auto include him on a Ryder cup team when he's and he only plays with such one poor guy. form right especially when you're telling me how much depth and this is like the the pinnacle of american golf and we go 29 deep then like let's get somebody who's actually playing well yeah there was, a, I believe, some Zach Johnson quotes floating around there. I don't have them in front of me right now, but uh, I think maybe Gabby Herzog got them. But, uh, you know, he, he was kind of pretty pretty non-committal. I feel for JT. You know, he's a hell of a player. We'll see what happens. Would love to have him on the team, things of, things of that nature. So we're going to talk about the Ryder Cup another 47 times between now and <laughs> September. So I, I, I think we'll probably get to it. Uh, but just, you know, everybody should go read, uh, go read KBB. But I speaking of Ryder Cup, I do think Vincent Norman is warranting selection. It's kind of kicking the goddamn door down, huh? Yeah, he's sold, he's second in Reno right now at plus twenty-three. Of course, this is Stableford. And we all know where Stableford was was invented. Of course. Dr. Right Frank. Here. That's right. Dr. Frank, man. It at Wallacey Golf Club down the coast from uh from from Hoy Lake. My guy, Ryan Gerard. Hottest player in the world right now. Some are saying <laughs> plus thirty. We got to figure out how to get him into the open. That's right. Maybe a mid, uh, yeah, midweek entry. That'd be kind of sweet if they could promote guys from, uh, you know, almost have a qualifier <laughs> within the tournament. Uh, I got, I got nothing else, guys. I feel like my fucking house is under attack. I'm gonna have to go, go defend my domicile from the U.S. Navy here. You have no idea how much I've been muting the line, just trying to focus on thoughts. It's you should let your senator Ron Johnson know. Disturbing the peace right now. It's it's outrageous, uh, uh, guys. I I got I got not much else either. I thought it was a little jebby coming down the stretch in coverage today. I'm I'm just hoping for an exciting for. Um, an invigorating Saturday morning, early afternoon of golf tomorrow. I'll tell you what, the, the golf gods are putting a lot of weight on young Tommy's shoulders. Uh, Storyline wise, TC, I don't know if you want to put your media hat back on, but there's not, not a lot else going on up there at the, at the moment. So it's kind of, we kind of need Tommy to, to ball out and, and, you know, God, what if Harmon, this thing, 
What if like Harmon eight shot lead tomorrow? I know. I was just getting ready to say, what if Harmon shoots like sixty nine and leads by eight? Oh, yeah. could be Not tough. Good. It still be wouldn't tough. be as bad as like Scotty winning the Masters this year. That's true. No, but worst case scenario. For, for why, the by the way, why is nobody talking about Brian Harmon for the Ryder Cup? Dude, I, I'm here for that take. I'm here for that take. I tried to do a bunch of research today on his match play record. University of Georgia keeps horrible records. I'll put them on put them on blast. Uh, just awful SID records being kept by their golf department there. But uh, he's dude. He's been a, he's been a killer. At least he was kind of like you know. I know it's been a very long time, but winning a U.S. Junior, all the Walker Cup stuff he did, he's played all, two all the college Cups. golf stuff he did. I mean, he's he's a match play stud and a guy who would be an incredible course fit. I think at Marco Simone, he's going to hit a lot of fairways. He's going to make a lot of putts. He's going to, you know, he seems pretty unflappable from a like nerves. And, you know, he's been a pro golfer for a really long time. I don't think he's going to shrink from the moment. I think, I don't know. He he would make a ton of sense for me. I agree. He beat Reese Davies, uh, Six and five at Chicago. People forget, Golf Club people forget that. In, uh, 2005. <laughs> he was he was pairing up with our guy AK. It was an absolute killer. Yeah, I I I love it. I love it. I think it's uh you know won his match uh at the at the Palmer Cup in 2007. His singles match there. Uh, lost his singles match in 2006 at the Palmer Cup though. Ah, so that could that could be uh, what zach johnson's keeping him out on yeah and then guys i don't i don't have a whole lot of hamsterdam takes from today it was mostly like i think we can save a lot of it for kind of the the rap show there on on sunday so it's just too many fucking commercials it's crazy i don't think that's changing between now and yeah now and sunday uh well guys tea time tea times release solly was in the comments uh max is playing with rory jordan's with cam young uh, obviously, Tommy and Brian Harmon is your final group, but those have been released. We can't. We can't confirm. No layup. We, I, I can now confirm. Oh, can't lay in Brooks again. There we go. Hell yeah. Oh, maybe we'll get some drama. I don't know. It, Randy, to your point, if it's an eight shot lead, you know, I think we t- we make it our duty to find something to argue about tomorrow. Let's just let's just be on the lookout. Challenge accepted. Yeah. Yes, that's he's, that's he's got, his, he's got his media hat on. I think yeah. we're, I think we're gonna figure something out. One thing we didn't talk about: Matt Fitzpatrick. How sick that was! <laughs> that was awesome. That was awesome. Yeah. Uh, you're talking you're talking about his double on or triple yeah. on. I think uh, it was a triple. On triple 17. on seventeen. Yeah, yeah. He got I mean, down the, in that waist. He was area. almost fully buried at one point, which would have been yeah. awesome. Yeah. The fact that he got that one out of all of them was, was awesome. I love that. I that. Did you guys hear I, that? One? I almost thought I did. <laughs> At what point? I almost thought he should take an unplayable. Go back to the tee. Try to hit a, a better one. I think it's perfect too, just because like you know, his caddy was complaining about the bunker or that that hole specifically beforehand. He he was kind of saying some things that were like, yeah, like I don't think this is the greatest hole, and sure enough, it you know comes up to bite the weakest among us the, <laughs> the weakest mentally among us he was very uh there was a lot of high praise for hoylake in general from matt fitzpatrick but he was not not wild about Link's golf i don't think he likes the uh rub the of the chance green. yeah yeah uh, i mean he's not even low fitzpatrick this week that's true. alex that's, true. Is... that's kind of a fun little heads up bet for the rest yeah. of the weekend uh 
All right, boys. Well, I enjoyed uh, enjoyed another podcast. Enjoyed another day of watching the open at Hoy Lake. I've I've loved Hoy Lake. I, I know it hasn't given us the most sexy leaderboard ever, and therefore the telecast feels a little a little jebby. But uh, I think the golf is very very high quality, and I I tip my media cap to Brian Harmon. <laughs> got uh, got to tip the cap to Harmon. Either Barbie or Oppenheimer tonight for either of you guys. Uh, I might need to go do it tomorrow morning. Might take your eye off of uh what time is Tommy off? I think 10:30, Sally said, I believe. 10 30 Eastern. Eastern. Okay. Might be so tough to catch a 30 before local. that. Yeah. <laughs> I might have to call him out to tell him to open the theater for me. That's the real sickos in there early on a yeah. Saturday. <laughs> watching if, I'm not taking, if I'm not taking my Orlando to uh Manchester flight, then I might need you guys to open the theater for me. <laughs> Deej, I won't. I won't be able to see either this weekend. Unfortunately, I'm gonna have to wait till next week. But I look tremendously look forward to it. All right. Well, I'm I'm going to see Oppenheimer tonight. So if I'm, you know, if the life has gone out of my eyes tomorrow, you'll you'll kind of know why. Or the U.S. Navy blew up my house. One of those two. <laughs> or the Russians. One of those two things is, has probably happened. But I look forward to as as right now. I'm planning to be with you guys tomorrow. Uh Gentlemen, thanks for joining. Thanks to uh, Eddie Pepperell for hopping on. Thanks to everybody who, who tuned in. Uh, we'll be back again tomorrow. Let's let's run it back. Go Tommy, TC. I'm ready for thanks it. Thanks to Tommy. It. Thanks to Finno. Thanks to just the, all the people of Northwest England. Let's get it. Let's let's get it. Thanks to Ben for running the ones and twos as well. And uh, we will catch you guys tomorrow. Cheers. Be the right club. Be the right club today. Yeah. I mean, that's better than most. How about him? That is better than most. Better than most!